0: Rorschach Malawi update for Thursday the 22nd of July 2021. We're back again with 10 or so minutes of the big stuff going on in Malawi. First, we'd like to wish all Muslims a happy belated Ait Alada. Muslims in Malawi celebrate the holiday on Wednesday the 21st of July. However, the government made no mention of whether or not the day would be deemed a holiday as it previously has been, the Minister of Health, Kuzimbek Dondo Chiponda, made a public statement regarding the celebrations reminding Muslims to observe all preventative measures as AID celebrations are usually held in large gatherings a situation that would escalate COVID-19 cases in the country. More on COVID-19, Malawi Police Service announced that it would strictly enforce COVID-19 prevention measures beginning Monday, the 19th of July. According to a statement from National Spokesperson James Carrazzera, the enforcement will be dubbed Operation Vala Mask, which translates to Operation Wear Your Mask. Just two days after this announcement, 269 people were arrested for COVID-19 non compliance. However, some civil society people think human rights were violated in this process. One individual, for instance, pointed out that police are arresting these people, then piling them in police vans and throwing them into crowded cells, actions that are in contrast to COVID preventive measures. Other individuals on social media have added that although the country does need strict rule enforcement, they should implement it in ways that observe covid 19s preventive measures. Human Rights Defenders Coalition, HRDC, Chairperson Gift Trepense, also said that police need to sustain the enforcement of the regulations, especially in gathering hotspots. He also said government must step up efforts on civil education civic education. Remember to have your mask at all times with you and being warned to avoid being arrested. Last week we reported that the Tonsei Alliance administration was being accused of nepotism after President Chacuera appointed his daughter Violet as the country's diplomat in Brussels, Belgium. In the latest response to the accusation, the State House said that it is worrisome, unfair, and disappointing that people are questioning the appointment of the President's daughter. Press Secretary Brian Banda made the remarks at the State House briefing on Monday, the nineteenth, and added that President Chacuera has made over 2,000 appointments thus far, and it is unfair for people to draw such a conclusion based on a single appointment. According to Banda, the president's daughter is qualified and capable, and being the president's daughter should not stop her from occupying public office. He also argued that Violet went through the normal recruitment process and was thoroughly vetted. Violet Chakwera is the president's second-born child and is among several appointees undergoing training for their post. Malawian's were concerned that the president might be portraying nepotistic behavior, as was the case with the previous government, DPP, when news of her appointment surfaced. While that fire is burning out, another seems to have started. On Monday, the 19th of July, the government was given a seven-day ultimatum to increase civil servant salaries or risk a countrywide strike. General Secretary of the Civil Servant Trade Union, CSTU, Mabvuto Kaonga said the leaders of the union met the government's negotiating team just two days before the twenty twenty one-2022 national budget was passed and the government agreed to raise their salaries. Government has yet to implement the increment through the issuance of a salary circular. As a result, Kaonga has threatened that the CSTU will call for industrial action if the government does not implement the increment within the given seven days growing concerns among Malawians about fuel availability. However, Malawi Energy Regulatory Board, META, has assured the country that such concerns are not necessary. This comes as the Anti-Corruption Bureau, ACB, restrained the National Oil Company of Malawi, NOKMA, from awarding oil importing contracts last month on the 9th of June. This was done to pave the way for investigations for suspected anomalies in the process, Speaking in interview, Meta spokesperson Fitina Kaunje said the country has enough stocks of fuel because strategies were put in place following the ACB announcement. She also added that Nokma still has 10% importing contingency, which they were told they could use, and Petroleum Importers Limited, PIL, was advised to double their importation levels. With such measures in place, the fuel levels have not been impacted and have remained the same. On Monday the 19th, 18 women who suffered sexual offenses and other acts of brutality allegedly perpetrated by the police at Msundwe and surrounding areas in 2019 were compensated with 130 million kwacha, approximately 161,000 US dollars. This marks the conclusion of what was commonly known as the Msundwe rape cases saga. The incident took place at Msundwe, Mpingu, and Mtambalika trading centers on the outskirts of Lilongwe City following violence that ensued during the post-May 2019 presidential elections. The rape cases were met with anger and protest by members of the 13 communities who in turn brutally murdered a police officer. The Women's Lawyers Association, WLA, who represented the 18 victims in the case and the Ministry of Justice confirmed the payment of compensation sums was ordered by the High Court of Malawi details of the payout show the women were granted different sums based on the determination of the court. The highest victim, 17-year-old girl, was awarded 10 million kwacha, about $12,000, while the lowest received 4.5 million kwacha, about $6,000. WLA President Immaculate Maluza hailed the development as a symbolic gesture that confirms that violence against women is never acceptable, never excusable, never tolerable. The court judgment, which came as a civil case, further states that criminal proceedings against those responsible shall proceed. Still on issues of justice, the Anti-Corruption Bureau, ACB, announced that it would start in- interviewing former President Peter Butarika on Wednesday, the 10th of July, as part of the outgoing probe and the alleged abuse of his taxpayer identification number during his time as president. It's alleged that between 2018 and 19, the former president's access number was used to import 1.2 million bags of cement worth 5.1 billion kwacha duty-free. A recent development, however, states that the interview was postponed to the 27th of July of this year as confirmed in a statement by ACB public relations officer Ingrita Ndala. This year's commemorations for the people who were killed during mass protests on the 20th of July, 2011, were held in Suzu, the memorial service was held by Livingstonia Synod of CCAP and politicians such as former Vice President Kumbo Kachali, Harry Mkwandawide of the MCP, Minister of National Unity, Timothy Ntabo, and Axen Kalea Banda of People's Party were in attendance. Speaking during the service, the clergy described freedom fighting as costly, hence the need for honoring all the freedom fighters in the country. More than 20 people were killed during the demonstrations 10 years ago on the 20th of July against the regime of former President Bingo uh, Puerto And our last story this week, as Limby Tobacco Auction Floors is set to close on Friday, the 23rd of July, farmers have complained of poor prices already towards the end of the market. Farmers indicated that the market was operating well, but the prices were suddenly dwindling towards the end. One farmer disclosed that some farmers are being offered as low as 59 cents per kilo, as opposed to the average price of two U.S. dollars. Tobacco Commission CEO Joseph Chindati Malunga however, said the Limbe market has been impressive. Tobacco, which is commonly referred to in Malawi as green gold, is the largest cash crop and accounts for a total of 70% of the country's export income. It's also a major source of cash income for many rural households. It is generally sold in auction markets in Lulangwe and Limbe. although auction buyers who typically are tobacco exporters pay in U.S. dollars at auctions. Most sellers receive payment in local currency calculated at the exchange rate at the time of sale. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We want to know more about what you love about living in Malawi, what drives you crazy about it, and other Malawi-related stuff. You can write us a review on your preferred podcast platform or send us an email at podcast at rorschach.com. Pitani Buino.